This week, Music Biz Weekly podcast, it's an amazing discussion on how you, the artist, can archive and preserve your history. Turn it into a digital museum, a traveling museum, monetize it. This is very cool. Welcome to the Music Biz Weekly podcast, founded in 2011 and with over 500 weekly episodes, where Michael Brandvold and Jay Gilbert, two longtime music industry pros, discuss the very latest trends, tools, and tactics that you Build need. a stunning band website in minutes with Bandzoogle. Go to Bandzoogle.com to start your free 30-day trial and use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly podcast. You know, this is an awesome episode this week, but before we get into it, I got to do just a real quick shout out to Bruce and everybody over at Hypebot and Bands in Town. Thank you so much for all you do to support us. And a real quick mention, I promise, Bruce, you got to check out Bands in Town again. They just integrated with Spotify. All your Bands in Town tour dates are now up on Spotify. Huge. huge. It's another reason you got to be using them. But of course, thank you so much to our sponsors. Um, Thank you to Bandzoogle.com. For over 20 years, Bandzoogle has made it easy to build a stunning website and online store for your music. Now they've added a brand new EPK plan so that musicians can create a professional single page EPK in just minutes. All the features you need are already built in, including a fully customizable templates, preset EPK page templates, music players, images, text bio and video embeds, a gig calendar and press quotes, and of course, access to their amazing award-winning tech support seven days a week. The new EPK plans start at just $6.95 per month. And the Music Biz Weekly podcast listeners, head over to bandzoogle.com, try it for free for 30 days. And when you sign up, use the promo code MUSICBIZEPK. It's all one word, and you'll get 10% off the first year of the new EPK plan subscription. That's bandzoogle.com, promo code MUSICBIZEPK. And of course, discmakers.com. As we know, vinyl's mainly been a label product up until now because of high prices and tight supply and resulting long lead times. And that's kept many independent artists on the sidelines, yet independent artists want and need vinyl. Most artists just don't know how many records are going to sell, so they want to start with the smallest quantity possible to test the waters. And up until recently, 100 vinyl records at Disc Makers were going to cost you just about $2,000 to press. And that's a lot of money especially when you compare it to the cost of making just 100 CDs at Disc Makers for 149 bucks. Well, now Disc Makers has launched a brand new entry-level plan for 100 vinyl records for just $1,299. Head over to discmakers.com and place your order for 100 vinyl records, $1,299. Jay, Who's joining us this week? We have such a great conversation this week. You want to watch this whole thing. This is Brad Mindich, the CEO of Invenium. Where do you see this one? This is super cool. It's about archiving your history. Let it roll and we'll see you at on the YouTube, end. YouTube, follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate it. Today we're joined by Invenium CEO, Brad Mindich. Super exciting stuff, Brad. Thanks for joining us. Oh, it's truly my pleasure. Appreciate you guys having me on. Now, give us a little clarity because I know you've got uh, you know some things going on here. You you've got Invenium, 
And then we were reading about uh, definitive, authentic, sort of tell our audience the differences between the two. Yeah, so Invenium is is really, you know, the the overall company. And that's really where um, we work with our clients, right, who are, are artists or athletes or actors or brands to very privately um, manage their IP, right? Their artifacts and, and everything that's associated with that. There's really nothing public about us. There's nothing on our website, you know, for all of that. That's very intentional. We're very, very quiet about, about what we do because confidentiality is, is really paramount, right? For the sorts of clients and artifacts we're working with. And Definitive Authentic, we created really as the public facing brand. So anything that is public, um, is sort of powered by definitive authentic or any of the authentication that we do for the artifacts is authenticated by definitive. So it's a way to separate both pieces and keep the private private and the public public. Got it. So, and, and, and just to clarify for those who may not be fully understanding IP means intellectual property, the physical goods are you are you managing those and in, and i guess in what sense are you are you going into somebody's like basement storage locker going you know what we're going to inventory this we're going to archive this we're going to photograph this and then work with them to determine what to do with all of that property once you've got your arms around it yeah that's exactly it um, so the way we describe what we do, because I think this will probably help with the the framing, is that we help our clients connect their past, present, and future, right? That's what we do, right? And there's a lot that goes into it. But what that means is we do everything as it relates to this idea. So everything meaning we dig through the homes and the warehouses and office areas and storage facilities and garages that look like Silence of the Lambs and, you know, <laughs> et cetera, right? Deal with yeah. all forms of, of, of artifacts, everything, right? Audio, video. Uh, apparel, equipment, you know, documents, photos, you get the idea. We do all the archiving, the preservation, the digitization. We have our own content management system that all of our clients use so they can see what they have and how things relate to each other. And from there, to your, to your point, we then work with our clients to help them figure out what to do. Some clients, um, they just want everything preserved and safe and documented. And I don't need to tell you guys with your experience that if you don't do that, bad things happen. Really yeah. bad things happen, right? So you, we really talk to our clients about you must know what you have, where things are, what they're worth, right, and what to do with them, and that they're safe. Yeah. So for clients, just want everything preserved in in private vaults. We can do that. For most clients, really over the last couple of years, what we've seen is them saying, "Well, I I want to connect on a deeper level with my fans. I want to generate new revenue for myself or my nonprofits. I want to own my narrative. I want to." go and explore different channels, whether it's a pop-up store, a museum, physical experience, new memorabilia, things like that. And we work through our, with our clients through the entire value chain and really can do as much or as little as they want. Yeah, do talk you, a little do bit you about all, the, uh, oh, go ahead, Mike. I was gonna say real quick, do you also dig into and archive digital assets? Um, yes. You know, because obviously not everything is physical these days people might have just a digital video file a digital audio file of an interview photos that have been sent to them but are all digital um do you work with that stuff as well and then and more importantly do you help them to determine who's the rights holder of that asset yeah so two really good questions so yes we deal with 
everything digital as well. And we've, it's from here are the hard drives, here's a server, here's a phone, here's a computer. Can you just pull everything off of it? Um, and especially like, it's not unusual and, and, and probably not surprising for, for you guys that, you know, we will walk into spaces or homes or whatever, and, you know, we'll see a box of hard drives. We'll say, how long have you had these? No, I don't know. 15 years. I'm like, <laughs> okay. When's the last Maybe. time they've been plugged in? <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. So, so trying to give them a, a, a sense of, of structure and process and kind of bring order to the chaos for both sort of digital and physical yeah. uh, is, is absolutely, you know, paramount to every, uh, to what we do. And in terms of the rights thing. So yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there are some things that are very clear cut. But a lot of things obviously are not, you know, it depends on where the client is in their life cycle and who they are. And some clients, you know, have far more power than than others. But we do deal with, especially when it comes to monetization opportunities. Okay, who's the photographer? Who drew the artwork? Does the label own this? Uh, is there another outside rights holder of some kind that we need to work with and get approval from or get involved in the in the initiative it's it's really for our clients trying to give them a sense of um ease and comfort that we've got this we understand what you need done we've done this before many many times um and we take your your artifacts your brand um your fans extraordinarily seriously and the value of that is is really is is immeasurable so you, you have to look at all these things and really protect the client and that's that's kind of the the most important thing for us yeah i'm glad mike brought up the digital side because that's really what i was going to ask about because i was uh i was looking at the um deaf leopard vault mm -hmm. and a lot of those digital assets and i think this is really exciting for this new music industry as we're trying to you know, super serve super fans, for example. And as some of these artists like Def Leppard or Nancy Wilson or some of these people that you've worked with, as they get, you know, and they're sort of almost sunsetting their careers as they get a little bit older, they're looking for new ways to sort of monetize their their body of work. But also it's something to share with us freaky fans that want to see a lot of that stuff. Talk a little bit about how you put together sort of that Def Leppard vault. Yeah, so the the Def Leppard Vault, um, you know, was was really our first big initiative, and those guys are uh, amazing. Um, and though the process is is really um, pretty similar for everybody we work with, in the sense that it's first let's understand what you have, right, and let's find where these things are. And the finding where things are for for Leopard was you know, dealing with everything that the individual guys have, all of Joe's stuff is in Dublin. So we went to Dublin uh, and sent five people over there and scanned and photographed and whatever. And he's, he's truly the uh, historian in his own right. Mm -hmm. um, and then taking those, all of those artifacts, figuring out how would a fan want to experience this, right? So you're led into this world of Def Leppard in a way that really has never happened before. And that is the secret. That's the magic, right? That's the emotional connectivity. So, you know, yeah. when you're talking about this, you know, Jay is like, you know, the, the um, you know, the, that, that super fan experience, right? And all of a sudden you're hearing the story behind the artifact and seeing the artifact yeah. itself, right? The band is telling you this, you know, stories they haven't shared before. 
And that's, you know, that that's it, right? This is a way for for fans to get closer to their heroes, right? Their idols, their, you know, their their favorite artists on the planet in ways that really haven't happened before. And I think that's that's a thread that runs through all of these things we do, whether it's a digital experience or a physical physical experience. Um, and then for the artists, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's, you know, I think a lot of them would argue that it's not necessarily the, the sunsetting of their their careers, but more the the <laughs> you know the opportunity yeah. for them to share their history, right? Their past, present, and future, right? So our you know a lot of our clients, you know, even at, at that level, they're making new records, they're doing tours, they're doing all that sort of stuff. So this is a way to celebrate and connect their history with existing fans, but really critically, it allows them to engage new fans. So for people who are just discovering Def Leppard, now there's also a way to go back and really look at their whole history and dig into it and hear these stories, which then builds a deeper relationship with the artist right from the beginning, right? So it's it's a really, it's a powerful way to... Um, Kind of cast a bigger net, I, I guess. You, you 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 keep talking about you know sharing the story, which is so important, you know. And and as a fan and as somebody who's also on the business side, everything's about the story. Um, when you are archiving this, you know, you sent you sent five people over to Dublin and you photographed and you scanned. Are you then also sitting down with, in that case, with Joe going, Joe? With a, with a I don't know a video camera or a microphone, give me two minutes. What what do you remember about this photograph? What do you remember about this laminate? What do you remember about this forty five RPM that we just found? Are you actually then sitting down and and pressing the artist to create the story behind that artifact? So again, Mike, another great question and all these questions that, you know, if this whole thing doesn't work out for you, we're, we're looking for other people to, you know, help us archive <laughs> if that's of interest to you. So, but that's, that's exactly it. It is, is as we pull together these artifacts, especially for some of these collections, we will sit with the, the artist and we'll say, tell us about this pen. They don't know we're going to ask them that. Right. And then all of a sudden you can see that emotion because they haven't thought about this in years and they just start talking and as they start talking they're they're sharing things which you know in, in most cases really nobody's heard or if they've heard it they really didn't know the full story right that that again i keep using this word magic but like that is where the magic <clears throat> comes in um and and i think from you know you guys obviously know this from your your own extensive experiences that for anything, anything like this, when you're talking about fans and 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 artifacts or or and, and the artists themselves, fans buy or engage the story. It, it's not the stuff. I mean, the stuff is yes, the stuff. Stuff is the stuff story. is cool, but the the goosebumps come from the story. Yeah. Absolutely, That's exactly. <clears throat> it. So, and we have just, I mean, we have just had extraordinary experiences. You know, with with asking clients about that. You know, whether it's it's Leopard or Metallica or Rush or Motley Crue or Bon Jovi. It's just because yeah. you start to ask these questions that really they just haven't thought of because nothing has been put into That's a the way for them to yeah. kind of react to it. 
is you know, is it yeah. you know as you're approaching <clears throat> all of this to create this amazing experience um and i'm kind of going through this myself personally right now i recently moved and it's like oh my god i've got 20 boxes that i haven't looked in for three decades what's in these boxes it's like flyers and photos and i'm like okay i gotta i gotta preserve these more than anything else it's the preservation of the artifact because as you alluded to at the beginning bad things can happen you know your storage facility your basement could get flooded there could be a fire i mean we we all know about the the universal vault that caught on fire and destroyed master tapes you're talking about universal who's got a major facility and it can still happen and and i think we can all without mentioning names recall artists we've worked with where you're like oh my god you're actually storing that like next to the water heater in the basement you know so preservation feels like that's such a key part of this more than anything else is like Def Leppard, let's at least preserve this stuff so when, you know, you guys are long gone, Def Leppard is still here. There's a history that's here that can be can be read about, viewed, watched, listened to. Um, as a fan, that's what's getting me more than anything these days is like, oh, my God, I don't want to lose these photos. If all you got are prints of a photograph, they're gone. They're gone forever. Yeah, it's it's I I, I mean, this sort of cliche, right? Bad things happen is I mean, we reinforce this over and over again. And, you know, there are, are uh, you know, during the, the fires in, in California, there are several artists and, you know, some we know quite well who did not expect their homes to burn down, but they did. Mm hmm. And yes, when it's gone, it's gone. And and sure, we've seen the like same thing. Like you have this box of, you know, X, Y, Z, like your notebooks or whatever sitting next to the water heater or it's right under, you know, what have you. And and they just they just don't think about it because most people don't think about it, right? It's not an artist thing. Well, an artist doesn't think about it. Other people do. Most people don't. Yeah. And and I, I remember going to look at a even a storage space with a a client and and she was very excited and she said, oh, you know, like, look, I, I lease this whole space and and I'm going to put everything in here. And and she said, I want, you know, what do you think about this? And I said, uh, I said, I see you got sprinklers up here. And she said, oh, yeah, yeah, no, you, you have a requirement. You have to have sprinklers for insurance or whatever. And I said, what happens if all the sprinklers go off and you have all your outfits and this and your drawings yeah. and your like, what happens? I said, I obviously asked it rhetorically and I said, I get why you did this, right? And you want to keep it secure and you want it out of your house. But this is how you need to think about these things is, are the sprinklers going to, there's such a remote chance they would go off, but it does happen. And then everything's destroyed. Sure. Yeah. You know, so yeah, you I never plan on that, right? And, yeah, and it builds up over years and years. So you're not thinking you have this great archive because you're you're adding a few things to it over a great deal of time. Um, I just read this uh, Mal Evans book and, you know, it was really based on his diaries and it made me sort of make the connection with what you're doing with, there are some of these artists that 
do keep diaries, you know, but some of the things that you can do, you know, whether you're creating a book or a documentary or a film or a reissued box set, I can see a lot of purposes for a lot of these assets. Uh, are, are those some of the things that you're, you're working with? Yeah. So, so really, you know, getting to this foundational point that sort of once you know what you have, then you can figure out what to do with it. So, and I think Mike, to your point, once you know what you have and it is preserved, right, then to figure out what to do with it. And and I think the, before I answer the rest of the, your, your question, sure. things that sort of build on it is what we find with these iconic creators that we work with, you know, this is their life. This is what they're living, right? So they're not keeping track of all the stuff that's happened, right? Because yeah. they lived it, right? And, and a lot of times they're like, well, that's not that important. <laughs> like, no, it's actually really important. It's not important to you because you lived it. But people who have no access to this, th this is like a fan's dream. This is the yeah. greatest on the planet, right? So it's also some of its perspective. And then I think your point, you know, about other sort of channels. So we've had lots of clients where our work has supported the documentaries, the books, the other merchandise opportunities, the, you know, physical exhibits or, or what have you. Because it does start from this foundation of like, wow, we have all these things. Let's get really creative around it. And and I think that's, I mean, it's just, it's super exciting. And, and you know, for us, when we see on film or in a box set or something like that, wow, this, you know, we were involved with this, you know, and sometimes we get credit and all that, which is amazing for our archivists and, you know, our, our other, you know, team members. So um, it's, it's really... I don't know it's 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 exciting and it's humbling at the same time because you are helping to again like I said in the beginning connect our clients past present and future and you know it's it's amazing for them and it's amazing for the fans yeah. and once once you you archive this stuff once you've preserved it um do you then have the option of all right will you build us the museum website Will you manage that website for us? Um, will you put a commerce functionality in there? So, yeah, it might be a one-of-a-kind item, but if there's that super fan that wants to spend $10,000 to buy that piece of wardrobe, I'm more than happy to sell it because I don't need it. it I, I haven't seen it in the last 40 years. I, I'm not going to see it again. You've archived it. I've got the photo. I'm happy to sell it. Are you also available then to help them with building websites, developing the websites, monetizing it, um, creating merchandise? You know, I don't know if it's like, let's create a, a, a replica of this vintage shirt or outfit. How, how extensive will you get involved in all those other opportunities? So we, we will do all of it. And we have done all of it. And I think for us, we, you know, we have built our reputation and, and sort of grown over the years where as clients have said, can you do, can you help, you know, what do you think about this? Could you lead this or whatever? The answer is yes, right? Our whole thing is about super serving our clients and, and obviously making sure we can do what we say we will do because integrity is truly everything with what we do, integrity and trust. Um, so for those types of things, we will go to, to clients a lot of times, and obviously it's very collaborative and say, what about this? 
Have you thought about this idea? We're seeing this. Does this resonate with you? You know, we could do this for you. And I think, you know, that's what's led to us, you know, first doing Leopard Vault, then doing Metallica Black Box, then doing Cruzeum for, uh, you know, for Motley. And then we just recently launched Backstage with, with Bon Jovi. Like it's these digital museum ecosystems, right? That are the artifacts and the stories and the collectibles. Um, <clears throat> not, and, and I think this is really important and, and all the artists, you, you know, really, they embrace this. And I think it's, it's really amazing is the stuff that we do are not, they're not hard sell fan come buy, buy, buy. Like that's not it. This is the artist saying, we want to welcome you into our worlds, right? Share this with you. Things that we've never done before. By the way, these things are for sale. They might be original. They might be reproductions. They might be this, but just come in. And right? then you can still look at it without purchasing. You don't have to do anything. Just come in, like enjoy, right. comment, share, be excited about it. You know, and we see that in, in sort of the comments we get and the things that are there on the, the, you know, the fan websites and socials and all that is just the excitement around it because yeah. finally these doors are, are opening. Right. So yeah, whether some of these opening, things, yeah, sorry, sorry. Some of these things are on tour, right. Talk a little bit about the, for example, the ghost immersive uh, touring thing. Yeah. So ghosts there, I mean, they're amazing. Um, again, you know, Tobias just in, in, in oh, yeah, he's a genius. He is brilliant. Um, and so for for him, you know, he wanted to physically and digitally share his artifacts. And he has extraordinary, I mean, as you, as you know, sort of the visual, you know, and yeah, the best. Around yeah. it, right. So so we um we curated his um physical touring VIP experience. So all the artifacts and all that and the stories, right? So fans could see in the cases and all that and what the, you know, not just like hey, come here and get your picture taken and go on your way, but like wander through, see these things. Like, and it was, it was super cool. But then what yeah. we did, we built a digital companion that went with that. So if you were part of, you know, were able to go see the physical thing, when you walked in, you could then scan and get access to all the digital side of it. So here are other things, you know, that you are not, Amazing. right. And then here are other stories, you know, and things like that. So it's it's a way to, and this is again part of our philosophy is how do you surround the fan, right? Just authentically surround the fan, because you don't know, or I'll say, you know, we don't know. Maybe you know, um, but we don't know which way a fan is going to engage, you know, with an artist. What is going to pull them in? So if you have something physical, you have something digital, you have something on socials, I know that's still digital, but even sort of these little pieces of, of things, what are the entry points that pull them into the artist world? Because the more people we can pull in, the, the better it is for the fans and the better it is, you know, for our, our clients. Um, could yeah. you, you know, before we, before we wrap up here, could you share one or two instances with any of those clients where you were archiving their, their belongings and you and the artist stumbled upon something that had everybody going oh my god can you believe we found this you know that that moment where even the artist is going wow i didn't know this still exists i thought this got destroyed 50 years ago was it, are there one or two moments like that yeah. Um, I mean, there's, oh my God, there's, there's countless moments of, you know, you know, with that. So, um, so I'll give you a, 
um, a, a, a recent one um, that I still sort of get chills a little bit. It's funny when I when I think about it is so when we were working um, in pulling together the you know backstage for for Bon Jovi, right? So we were sitting you know with John and showed him a photo of, of sort of a marquee. Um, you know, that had his name sort of spelled the, the original way, you know? Right. <clears throat> and he's like, where'd you find this? You know? And it was like, well, we found it in a box buried in a, what you know, typical, like, just, right. you got to dig through, right? The basement, the attic or whatever. And he said, um, this is the first show Richie came to. Like, oh, this wow. is where I met him. He came to see the show. And it was one of those, like, you know, you historical just moment historical stopped because I mean, just amazing. Right. And that story. Right. And and sort of, you know, the feel. I mean, I think that's the best way to describe it. It's it's yeah. that emotion, um, you know, you know, with that or, um, you know, we'd say with um, like with with Motley, um, you know, the things that that we found like the um, uh, flyers. You know, and just like, and you know, they're stained and they're this and whatever, and found it in you know the boxes and 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 just the look, you know, on on you know their faces where they were like, we didn't know we had this, you know, and it's like, yeah, you do, right? And this like we didn't know we had, like that's that's the recurring theme, but that's the connective thing because they didn't know they had it. Then they tell the story, then we share it with fans, you know. So or for Metallica, it's like. Oh yeah, this is James Hetfield's original drawing, you know, of Scary Guy. Oh, okay, you know, and you share it with fans, and they go, you know, they go bananas. Or and obviously we talked about the, you know, the leopard stuff. But one of the, the super fun things that we found in Joe's house is we found a um, a, uh, a a map, a, a tube map, and there are all these signatures, Joe's signature. And he was practicing how he was going to do his signature. <laughs> Practices his autograph. It's, that's exactly it. You know, it's yep. 40 years ago, right? But he was doing that. And it's like, the, like, this is amazing. This is, this is the creative, like sort of the, the, the beginning of the creative genius, right? It's just starting yeah. with you, who he is now. And then, but here yeah. is, doing, you know, we all did that, you know, like I sure. wanted to do a mission, like I, so I would sign it. Nobody wants my signature. One, 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 one last question I have, because fans are so important to all of this. Not only that are you creating this for the fans to enjoy, but as somebody who for, for decades has worked with artists in their websites, I know firsthand fans are quite often the great resource to find stuff that even the artists didn't know existed. I can't tell you how many times a, an artist is like, where did you get that photo from? I'm like, oh, a fan over in Germany posted it. They're like, I never even saw that. So That's will so you work with the artist in coming up with a way to ask the fans to contribute to these museums as well? Like, go through, hey, fans, go through that scrapbook, take your photos, upload them, and we might find a gold nugget out there that a fan has been sitting on yeah so we it's a really great question super super interesting and insightful the um so we do reach out to fans 
because they do have things that you mm-hmm. just would not believe, right? And, and honestly, it could be audio, it could be a- anything. Oh, yeah, anything. And so there's sort of two, two things I'll say around that. So one, typically, I would love to say this is 100% of the time, but it's not. But I would say 90% of the time when we say, hey, look, the band, the artist, like, would love to get this from you or can we borrow whatever. Great, super, like, beyond excited that the band is actually asking, right? Yeah. 10% of the time, I think you know those kinds of fans. Yep. You know, whatever, so be it. But most, the vast majority of the time, that that's the case. And I think, you know, a really good example of that is on the Leopard Vault. So we have um, a, a, a collection called Show Us Yours, where we feature fans and their collections, and they're talking about it. Love it. So they're actually sharing that's it awesome. with all the other fans. And the fan stuff is amazing. And I'll, I'll sort of close with this one thing around that is we were looking for, and you, you guys probably remember this, is back when, when Leopard released Hysteria, they did nine singles. And each single had a different piece of the Leopard cover. And if you had all nine singles, you put it together yeah. and you get the whole thing. We had to go to one of the fans because we wanted to reproduce that because they actually had all nine singles. So we went to the band and they were like, I don't think we have all nine singles. <laughs> it's funny okay. when you think about it. And the fan did. And they said, hey, can we scan these? And they're like, we'll scan them for you. Just tell us what you want. And, and it was, I mean, amazing. Right. And I think that's exactly your point is they have stuff and boy, does that make a difference, you know, and for the the artists and for the rest of the fans who again, get to see things they would never see before. That's absolutely amazing. So uh, Brad, where can people learn more about what you're doing and about you and your company and uh, where can they learn how to, how to, how to contact you if somebody's like, we, we want to do this. Well, obviously that that would be amazing and would love to talk to anybody who's who's interested. And certainly you can just email me at Brad at invenium.com if uh if if that's um that's probably the easiest way to do it. And in terms of our company, I think what's interesting is there's really not a lot about Invenium online. There's nothing on our website that's intentional. Um <laughs> to see more of the public facing things like we talked about before, you can go to definitiveauthentic.com and you'll see a little bit more and you'll see links to some of the the public things that we've done and certainly would love for people to go and check those out. Um, and, you know, happy to always talk to, to people about what we do and if we can be helpful or even provide some guidance and things like that, that's, this is what we live for. Very cool. Brad, this, this was great. I mean, as, as a marketer and as a fan, this is the stuff I love oh, the most. Absolutely. It's, it's that history it's preserving that history and it's sharing it for the fans who never were able to see something like this before. Yeah. Well, it's, it's magic, right? That's where yeah. we keep using in it and it's magic. And I'm just so grateful for you guys inviting me on here and yeah, really yeah. the conversation. It's, it's, it's been super fun. Jay, that was, that was such a fun and exciting. Oh I, I don't know what I'm more excited about from the business side, maybe getting some clients that could work with him or as a fan going, thank you. Somebody's out here doing all of this. And, and, you know, if you haven't go check out the Def Leppard vault, check out Motley Cruz, just new, newly launched cruiseum, go check out Bon Jovi. I mean, this is, this is cool stuff. I mean, especially for us, for super fans, we know fans, we are fans, right? And we love seeing how the sausage is made and seeing these old, 
you know, guitars and outfits and handwritten lyrics and photographs, and it goes on and on and on. We really crave that inside minutia, and I'm excited to see what they uncover next. Yeah, yeah, it's just it again. It just gets me. The preservation is so important. Of yes, you want to create something cool for your fans and maybe monetize it, but to me, it's ultimately more important that you preserve this stuff. I mean, I, I, you know, funny story from many years ago, I had interviewed um, somebody who had working with Ace Fraley from Kiss. Um, This was a decade or more ago, and he produced an album and stuff like that. And he was like, yeah, Ace has got all these artifacts just sitting outside in this metal storage locker. Some of them are downstairs in a bathroom under the sink. And I'm just like, I'm like, oh, my God, he's got this old album from Kiss Alive on the floor under the sink. I'm just like, no, I mean, please, you know, and 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 listen, I get it. And Brad even mentioned it's like, you know, to an artist, this is not may not nearly be as important because it's their life. They've been with this stuff for their entire life. So it's like, oh, yeah, it's just a box of crap. It's like. Yeah, I get it. It's to you, but you open up that box of crap and that flyer, that pass, that ad is going to give goosebumps to somebody else and it needs to be preserved. It's your history. It's your legacy. Yeah. Once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, good, good, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, once again, before we wrap up, just a quick shout out to Bruce and everybody at HypeBot and Bands in Town. Thank you for all you do to support us. And of course, to our sponsors, Bandzoogle.com and Discmakers.com. Thank you so much. That's it, everybody. We'll see you next Industry week. professionals listen to the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. If you have a product or service and would like to reach this audience, get in touch with Michael or Jay to discuss sponsorship this opportunities. For Music Biz Weekly, provided by... LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.